The 14th century English mystic Julian of Norwich has been talked about by people in many different ways, but first and foremost, she's the author of an extraordinary text, The Revelations, which is the earliest known text authored by a woman in English. Personally, she has been a friend and companion in my Christian life for over 30 years. I'm the Reverend David Simmons, Episcopal priest and oblate in the Order of Julian of Norwich. Thank you for joining me as we read and pray through the works of this extraordinary woman of faith and explore what she has to teach us about God's love. Welcome to Love Was His Meeting, Reading and Praying with Julian of Norwich. And today is our 76th episode. I was in uh, post-production um, last week before I realized that that was, our, was the 75th episode. So if you've made it this far with 75 episodes with me, well, congratulations or condolences, however you want to put it. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into the content today. Uh, we'll start with the, uh, the little office that we do. There's a link to it in the description. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Let's say together Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God, and listen to my prayer. I call upon you from the ends of the earth with heaviness in my heart. Set me upon the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. I will dwell in your house forever. I will take refuge under the cover of your wings. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have granted me the heritage of those who fear your name. Add length of days to the king's life. Let his years extend over many generations. Let him sit enthroned before God forever. Bid love and faithfulness watch over him. So will I always sing the praise of your name, and day by day I will fulfill my vows. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us say together a prayer of Julian. God of your goodness, give me yourself, for you are enough to me, and I can ask nothing that, can, that is less that can be full honor to you. And if I ask anything that is less, I shall always be in want, for only in you have I all. Amen. All right, so here we are in chapter 70. Um, we're still, we're in the, the back section kind of after the revelations have ended and Julian is starting to deal with the implications of everything that she's seen. In all this blessed showing, our good Lord gave me understanding that the vision would pass, which blessed showing the faith preserves with his own goodwill and his grace. For he left with me with neither sign nor token by which I could know this, but he left me his own blessed word and true understanding bidding me most powerfully that I should believe, and so I do. Blessed may he be. I believe that he is our Savior who showed it, and that it is the faith that he showed. And therefore I believe it rejoicing, and to it I am bound by all his own intention, with these next words that follow. Keep thyself therein, and comfort thyself with it, and trust thyself to it. Thus I am bound to maintain it in my faith." For on the same day that it was shown, as soon as, as soon as the vision was passed, like a wretch I forsook it and openly said that I had raved. Then our Lord Jesus of his mercy would not let the vision perish, but he showed it all again within my soul, 
with more fullness, with the blessed light of his precious love, saying these words most strongly and most humbly. Know it with certainty now, that it was no raving that thou sawest this day. As if he had said, Because the vision was passed from thee, thou didst let it go, and knew not how to preserve it, but know it now, that is to say, now that thou dost understand it. This was said not only for that particular time, but also to fix it there upon the foundations of my faith, where he says immediately following, But accept it, believe it, and keep thyself in it, and comfort thyself with it, and trust thyself to it, and thou shalt not be overcome. In those six words that follow where he says, Accept it, his intention is truly to make this fast in our heart, for he wills that it dwell with us in faith until our life's end, and afterwards in fullness of joy, willing that we always have certain trust in his blessed promises, knowing his goodness. For our faith is opposed in various ways by our own blindness and by our spiritual enemy within and without, and therefore our precious lover helps us with spiritual insight and true teaching in equally various ways, within and without, by which we can know him. And therefore, in whatever manner he teaches us, he wills that we perceive him wisely, receive him sweetly, and keep ourselves in him full of faith. For beyond the faith is no goodness kept in this life as I see it, and below the faith is no health for souls, but in the faith there the Lord wills that we maintain ourselves. For we must by his goodness and his own action maintain ourselves in the faith, and by his permitting it, we are tested in the faith by spiritual opposition and made strong. If our faith had no opposition, it would deserve no reward, as far as the understanding I have of all of our Lord's meaning. Okay, so in this chapter, um, we're getting, this is kind of a meta chapter, as people would say these days. It's, it's, we're talking more about stuff around it than the showing itself. Um, but she gets the understanding that the vision would pass. And this is significant. She also doesn't get a sign or a token. So if we're talking about um, other mystics of the time, like uh, Marjorie Kemp, who was known to Julian, or Bridget of Sweden, or Catherine of Siena, um, they have revelations kind of throughout their lives. Um, and quite often they have um, uh, signs, tokens. So um, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a you know, the, the stigmata or um, a piercing of the heart. Uh, I think in, in uh, Catherine of Aragorn, um, you're, you're talking about um, these kind of outward manifestations that lets the person know that the vision that they're receiving is true. And Julia's saying she doesn't get any of those physical manifestations. Instead, it's interior. Uh, he leaves his own blessed word and true understanding. Um, so this is unusual. And what, so she gets it in this one lump. You know, the, the, the vision that she gets is the vision she gets for the rest of her life. She doesn't continue to be a visionary throughout the rest of her life, which I think in some ways for us as, um, as moderns, there's something very attractive about that. I mean, it's this idea that what she's being given is so important that she's going to spend the rest of her life uh, kind of chewing on it, uh, ruminating on it, as the, uh, as the, um, uh, the psalmist would talk about, like a, chew, a, a cow chews its, its cud. Um, she's bound to it, though. Uh, the 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 word of the Lord binds her to this. Uh, she goes back to the. Uh, she's very good at, at beating herself up and saying, "As a wretch, I forsook it, and openly said that I had raved." But then he showed it again within her soul. And uh, John Julian makes an interesting comment here of you know saying he thinks that refers to the the twenty years of reflection that she takes on this. It's not like she gets the. Um, 
the the vision and all the meaning out of it. She gets it, and then she spends twenty years thinking it through and and receiving, as she says, she says within my soul. So this this kind of meditative state that she maintains um, for the next twenty years helps her um, come to what we currently consider to be the long text. But it's fixed on the foundation of her faith, so it becomes an integral part of her faith. And then she makes the turn in the chapter, for he wills that it dwell with us in faith. So she moves it from being just part of her faith to that God wills us to take this in and to to receive it as part of our received faith. Um, For faith is opposed in various ways by our own blindness. So faith is opposed by forces within and also for by our spiritual enemy, by spiritual evil. So it's 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 a faith is opposed in various ways, within and without. And our precious lover, she's using that that language again of the of Jesus as the lover, helps us with spiritual insight within and without, by which we can know him. So it, there's there's a for uh, opposition going on here. Um, Faith is no health for souls, but the faith there is the Lord that we maintain ourselves. And at the end, she says this very interesting thing. It's our faith, if our faith had no opposition, it would deserve no reward, as far as the understanding I have of all of our Lord's meaning. She's like, of course there's a spiritual struggle. She receives this incredible vision and then becomes an anchorite where her entire life is dedicated to God. Um, yet still, she struggles. Uh, that's what she's saying. It's It's... You know, that, that something as a person who has been involved with monastics as a confessor for years, I will say, you know, for monastics, it doesn't become easier. In some ways, it becomes harder. Uh, if you go into seminary or you go into a monastery, hoping that that will draw you closer to God, that that will somehow eliminate your doubts and you will be in a less doubtful place, that's probably not the good reason to do either of those things because what it does is it brings you into an echo chamber where all of the, the doubts and the stuff are exposed and, and brought up to a certain level. So we, we all have the same struggles um, with our life of faith, whether we're clergy, whether we're laity, whether we're monastics, we all have the same struggle. It's just at one level or another. It's part of the human condition. It's part of the life of faith. And as she says, it, it really wouldn't be rewarding. The, the struggle in some ways is the point. Um, it's the, the struggle back and forth with um, what we see around us in the world, with our own doubts, with our own apathy. You know, one of the things, the, um, uh, there's a, a sin in monasticism called acedia that's considered to be the worst. And it's not actually like a, car, a, a cardinal or video, venial sin. It just basically means you're apathetic. You get to the point where it just doesn't matter anymore. And for monastics, that's, that's like the worst. Um, and um, the, constantly watching themselves for that kind of thing. Um, we all have things that challenge us in our faith. And we all struggle together. And uh, part of the, the great thing about how Julian talks about the faith is it's always this capital F faith. of it's, it's the thing that we all receive. And she receives this particular revelation, not just for herself. In fact, specifically, really not for herself. It's, it's for all of us, for all of us, even Christians, as she put it. Um, it's a revelation that's supposed to help us in our struggle and bring us closer to God. Let's continue with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit 
and born of the Virgin Mary, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, I pray for peace throughout the world, especially for the people of Ukraine and the rest of Eastern Europe. I pray for our own country and the amount of violence we seem to have in it right now, that we may find an actual solution. I bid your prayers and intercessions at this time. Let us say together, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Most holy Lord, the ground of our beseeching, who through your servant St. Julian revealed the wonder of your love, grant that as we are created in your nature and restored by your grace, our wills may be so made one with yours that we may come to see you face to face and gaze on you forever. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning again this morning. Uh, until we see you next time, take care and God bless. Thank you for joining me for Love Was His Meaning today. This podcast is generally available once a week on Thursday. The text of Julian's Revelations used in this podcast is The Complete Julian by Father John Julian Swanson OJN and is used by permission of the Order of Julian of Norwich. The theme music is Julian of Norwich by Bombadil and is used under license.